Hi, everybody. Welcome to Chariot's Tech Chat Tuesday. I always say that really slow because I cannot say that at speed. Oh, I'm Ken Rimple, and I have with me today Don Coleman. How are you doing, Don? Hey, not too bad. Give Thanks us, for the invite, a, Ken. Oh, sure. Give us the, the lowdown on what you do at Chariot for people who don't know you. So uh, I'm the Chief Innovation Officer at uh, Chariot. So that means I do a lot of things, um, uh, mostly looking at new technology, kind of seeing where that can fit, uh, IoT for the past few years, but uh, various other things. Awesome. And, you know, uh, Don and I have been uh, working for, with each other for 11 years now, I think. And, you know, I knew him from another life, too. So uh, we've worked on uh, all sorts of different projects. He's done a lot of stuff with iOS in the past um, and uh, helped get that whole iOS team started with uh, Steve Smith and the other group of people there. Um, and we've been watching the innovations that Apple's been doing over the years. Um, I brought them on this week because there were a lot of interesting things coming out of the announcements last week. Uh, specifically, Apple had released uh, two new, uh, let's see here, two new iPads, uh, a new Apple Watch, um, and then they also released at the same time, literally the night of the event, I got an update for iOS 14, uh, which is a really nice update for iOS and iPadOS. And I think the watchOS, I think is updated. I'm not sure about that. Yeah, the watch updated. Yeah, pretty cool. So it all kind of went live and so far so good for me. Uh, but I wanted to talk about some of these things. Before we do, real quickly, some other things that are coming up at Chariot. We have an event, a retrospective and futures event uh, called Java at 25. That's coming up on October 21st, uh, 3.15 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, and this is going to be, we're going to do a kind of a, a, a review of what Chariot's been doing with Java for the past 18 years of being in business. It was one of the first technologies we embraced. Uh, and it's kind of grown as we've grown as a company. We don't only do Java, but we end up having it in a fair number of our projects. So we're going to talk to Aaron Mulder about what we have been doing. And then we have Brian Getz, the Java architect, language architect from Oracle, to uh, you know discuss upcoming things and how, how they're looking forward for the next, I don't know, 25 years. Um, <laughs> let him, let him like, commit to all of that on that call. But uh, he's going to be talking about that. And then we're going to have a cool happy hour. This is nice. If you register for this event, and I think it's 25 bucks, but I'm not sure. I'll go to the top and look. Um, it, we also uh, are going to use Gather for a virtual happy hour, and we're going to use uh, discounts for uh, coffee at Lalacombe, and Workhouse, Workhorse Brewing has vanilla coffee porter. Since we're in the Java world, we figure, you know, Java coffee and then Java coffee beer. So you can get those things and sip along in the happy hour if you're interested either with coffee or with beer. So that's coming up, and that's uh, at uh, – I'll post a link here in the – chat for that let me do that real quick in the in the comments so we got that uh, also i would encourage uh you to visit our blog uh we have a lot of good tech information all the time ending up on that blogs uh, devops stuff java programming front-end programming mobile you name it databases aws we've had a lot of aws content over the last year because we've been really kind of ramping up that side of our business even more um, so that's a great place to go, chariotsolutions.com slash blog. Also, if you go to our YouTube page, it's youtube.com slash chariotsolutions, uh, and you'll see we've got uh, a whole bunch of different things there, including this Tech Chat Tuesday uh, stream. So if you hit playlists, you'll see the Tech Chat Tuesdays. You'll see uh, our series 15 Minutes With, where we talk to different business leaders and tech people and try to get their 15 minutes on a particular topic. We also have all of our Philly Emerging Technologies for the Enterprise Conference uh, content, and Don and I participated in something he was running last year 
IoT on AWS, which was a nice overview of running Internet of Things devices uh, using AWS as the data collection mechanism uh, and things like our single page application stuff. It's all up online. It's all free. We don't make you register. So please take advantage of that if you can. But anyway, uh, let's get to the topic at hand here. So we have a lot of stuff that's been going on here with, with Apple. Um, I guess let's turn off the screen here and just do chat back and forth, uh, talk about what we think was important. So why don't we start with like the, the thing they let in with, which is the Apple Watch. Uh, Don, what do you think in terms of the new Apple Watch? Your wife already has one? Yeah, so uh, she uh, she had an Apple Watch 4 and the uh, the ocean took it recently. And uh, <laughs> so we went and got a... a Apple Watch Six the other day. Mm -hmm. It's 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 I I Watch Seven Apple Watch Six. Anyway, it's pretty cool because it has the um, dissolved oxygen or blood oxygen sensor on it too. It does some Important cool right thing. Yeah. Um, and you know that just replaces basically a you know a twenty dollar thing you can put on your finger, but it does all the time. The biggest thing that I saw is that it responds faster. It has the always on screen, and it um, hey, look at that right on cue. My neighbor's starting to mow his lawn. Um, I honestly and, don't hear it, so you can keep going. Okay, that's good. Yeah. And then um, it's like with Siri, it's way faster, which is which is really cool because I find that Siri is really annoying on my watch. Mm -hmm. I got an uh, Apple Watch Four, and it's just it's just a crappy experience. It doesn't work half the time, and uh, compared to like Alexa, where Alexa works almost all the time, so. Yeah, I noticed that. Like, I have an Apple Watch Series Six. I bought because I had an, a, a first generation, so. You want to talk really slow. Uh, <laughs> very few things worked on that anymore. So it was time to upgrade a year ago. And in general, like the on-screen, you know, always on-screen and the, the decent battery life. And I got the cellular one just because I, I wanted to be geeky about it and talk like I was on Dick Tracy. But uh, I can imagine it's even faster. It's a faster chip, I think, this time too, right? I think they upgraded the processor. Yeah, I think it's faster. So And yeah, so I think it's the hardware's version 6 and the... OS is version seven. Uh, it's okay. tough to keep all these numbers straight. I keep messing them all up. Right. Well, uh, but anyway, I think it's a nice improvement. I think the always on screen is good. I think that uh, you know the the faster response seems to be pretty good. Um, I mean, I mostly use it for like working out for counting laps when swimming, so I don't have to like keep that in my head. That's my yep. favorite feature of it. So yeah, they had this new Fitness Plus that came out. Not to to hawk a service, but now apparently it's really keyed on the watch, right? So. You can run the Fitness Plus service. It's kind of like a Peloton, but for all sorts of different types of workouts. Um, and it's yeah, only if like I could just pay five, if I could just pay the money and not do anything, and get in shape, that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, I know that's the problem. Like I'll sign up for it and I'll use it twice, like the gym. Um, yeah. But anyway, so it seems like that they're really taking the Internet of Things perspective. That's their sensor uh, array is the watch, right? That's that's the main in for them for people getting hooked on it. Um, and then the cheaper watch too. So, I mean, cheaper relatively it's 279 or 289 or something like that. So something like that. Yeah. So like you're right. If you don't need all the fancy sensors, I think it's probably equivalent to the watch I'm wearing. So right. that's pretty cool. They also got a thing where if you want to get a watch for your kids, uh, they don't actually have to have a phone. You can hook it to your phone right. and then control that. So that was pretty neat. I mean, as an Apple shareholder, I love to see, uh, ways <laughs> that they can sell more stuff. So that's Full always disclosure. good. Yeah. Um, exactly. Um, okay. So, I mean, all right. So the watch is one interesting thing and obviously yeah. the tie in with the workouts, but, um, there were two new iPads as well. Um, and I, I'll talk about iOS 14 in a minute, but, uh, let's, let's kind of get through those. So the first one was the iPad eighth generation. And I, I, I titled this in my notes for duck kids with a Z because it really is like, if your kids already have an old one, 
this is a nice little refresh. Yeah, I think so. Um, like a friend of mine, he sent me a text. He's like, my kids are complaining their Chromebooks are too slow for school. I oh, want yeah. to get them iPads. And it was like, well, I think you just get the iPad 8. Uh, yeah. Maybe upgrade the um, maybe upgrade the memory. Uh, so the interesting thing there is like you look at that and they got the newer processor, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, the A12 but, chip. Yeah. And then so the I have I have an old iPad Pro. I had to look it up. I don't oh, hang on, get this in camera. I don't know what mm -hmm. version this actually is, but I looked it up. It's got like the A9X chip, mm -hmm. and it's plenty fast for what I do. I really want to like the iPad a lot more than I do. Yeah. Um, but uh, just the nature of the work that I do, I use keyboards a lot. Me too. Um, I do have the Apple Pencil, and uh, this is the first generation pencil, so it works with this. This version of the pencil works with the new i, just regular basic iPad. Um, so yeah, so this is pretty cool when I don't lose it. Um, <laughs> yes, exactly. And when we talk about iOS 14, but anyway, so I think that the iPad could be good, especially if you can get away without using a keyboard. The problem is the keyboard's like 160 bucks. The yeah. pencil's another hundred bucks. So by the time you're doing that, I'd bucks. personally rather have a laptop, but yeah, I mean, who knows? If I'd you're so a developer, it's really hard to say. I mean, I, I've tried a few times taking the iPad, you know, with me and trying to use it as a serious device. It, it doesn't, for a software engineer, it's hard. I need a terminal. I need shortcuts. I need curses support in the terminal. I need an escape key. Right. For a meeting with uh, Microsoft OneNote and the pencil, it works pretty good. It's I can perfect. take some notes. Can hardly read my handrightings, but uh, no, <laughs> yeah, okay. I know. I was trying out the handwriting. So there's a new thing in iOS 14. I might as well just bring it out. It's the scribble feature where you can kind of write all over the iPad and input boxes and stuff, and it and it tries to translate. And um, I still have terrible handwriting. That didn't help, but it it did better than I thought it would. It was like a 70% versus like 10% in okay. prior software. Yeah, just so. just before this call, I was like, oh, let me, so I upgraded my iPad to iOS 14, yeah. just in the nick of time. And it had me do a little <laughs> tutorial and you, know, you could write, insert, do all, and it could actually recognize my handwriting, which was pretty cool. Was um, so I think that that has some potential and I need to learn how to use that with some of the newer apps. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, the, the biggest things that I heard that I thought were interesting uh, is it looks like there's a neural engine uh, upgrade so for neural net processing, like doing it on the pad instead of sending it up to the cloud and sharing it, uh, it seems like even the base iPad has some processing power there. Yeah, so I think that that's one of the things. With the newer hardware, you're getting some of those uh, processing chips so you can run Core ML. Yeah, Core ML is what they call yeah, it. And basically right. put your trained model onto the device so that they're you know really pushing that privacy angle. They're also doing that with some of their newer APIs. I don't know if uh, when, you, when I upgraded my phone, all these devices wanted like local network permission. They wanted um, continuing with like iOS 13 had a lot of location with core location Bluetooth permissions. Right. Um, so I'm able to really lock down what apps can do. Um, there's that new one um, that's like allow Facebook to spy on you across apps or something like that. <laughs> yeah. No. I personally don't use Facebook, so I haven't seen that. But um, right. I definitely had that that in there. So. I think that the lip service they're paying to privacy is good. Um, I know some people are complaining about some of the things, especially, but they're moving in the right direction. The other thing is if you somehow happen to be uh, someone who actually got one of these cheap, not cheap, one of these uh, connect, where is it? There we go. Everything's backwards. Uh, one of these uh, smart keyboards and you were upgrading and you had one laying around, your kid could use it now because it looks like it's got the keyboard connector on it, which is kind of nice. Okay. So, I mean, I've been happy with this thing, but you know, I'd yeah, I mean, I would imagine that the newer, 
the new iPad 8 is probably just like this old iPad Pro I have with a better chip in it. You know, it's right. like slightly older tech, but it's good. Right. So anyway, so that's uh, 329 uh, for the base 64. I mean, I'm sure you don't want the 64 gig one unless I think it's you're 32 gigs. So oh, it's yeah, 32. I think oh, like yeah, they well, draw you in with a 329 price and then it's you gonna be add your keyboard and all that. And yeah. You check out and it's $850 as per plus usual. Apple care. All right, so then let's move on to the iPad Air. The iPad Air seems to be the big story here. So interesting, they put their uh, new uh, chip, A14 Bionic, in that before the Pro. Right, that um, was what confused me. I'm like, yeah. iPad Air. Well, one, why do we need the Air name? But whatever. Yeah. But I was like, okay, this is middle of the road. But then you look at it, and it's got the the numbers too higher than the uh, than the iPad Pro processor. What is it? A12Z versus A14Q. Yeah. Knows whatever. <laughs> it goes uh, to eleven, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So right. I don't know exactly what the differences between the Pro and the Air are, other than the Pro just seems like something to keep the price really high. And I look at the Air and say, "Oh, this is a good deal now." Yeah. Um, it looks wicked cool. The screen looks nice. Um, yeah, it's a bonded screen with no air right. between it. And like the I, LCD. I don't need one, but I really want one. So. I know that's the problem. They know how to do that to us, but. Again, it's not a true operating system of programmers, but it's really good for if you're going to be taking something on the road and doing some light, you know, work. I mean, it's got a lot of processing power. They they claim it's faster than blah. Who cares? Oh, I'm not yeah, gonna... no, I don't believe it's faster than many laptops. It's got yeah. that funky keyboard that probably costs about I don't know a billion dollars. It's like but, almost three hundred bucks, by the way. So right, so if you get that keyboard, it, and it supports With a trackpad, the, it supports the newer Apple Pencil, and so right. I would imagine for a lot of people, they could probably use it as a laptop replacement. Um, yep. And then journalists that, or writers or artists or whatever, it's perfect for like not having to worry about an operating yeah. system. Jira and uh, crap like that. <laughs> Jira. Um, if you're a project manager, you won't need to yeah. go onto a command line anytime soon. Um, but what made me amazed is, uh, and again, this is me being, you know, the Rube being amazed, but <laughs> they were talking about, um, a five nanometer process. Um, seems like like they're, they're, they're like right at the edge of Moore's law at this point where it's like so compact, but are there other things manufacturing right now at five nanometers that are. In yeah. The wasn't the, uh, the new Nvidia chips and stuff, weren't they maybe five or seven nanometer process yeah. or they, the they claim was seven before for their stuff for. Apple and then they moved down to five just seems like we're really getting to the point where at some point we're going to level off. You know, every time I say that we don't. So yeah. Hey, more transistors. It's cool. And more chips really. I mean, if you think about it, we've got more processing chips. We've got the, you know, right. the machine learning chip. And apparently that's even more beefy on this one. So they claim they've got a 40% CPU improvement performance over the last iPad air. Um, a new GPU with uh, what's that? Uh, they've got uh, low power, high performance cores, 30% faster, 2% or two times faster than a laptop, et cetera. So in terms of beefiness, it's great. I just want a terminal. Give yeah. So you a, don't give get me an operating system. But I mean, the cool thing with the new chips is you get all these transistors and stuff. You don't get the big speed bumps we used to get like back in the day when you could double right. your processor speed, but mm -hmm. you get, you know, more processors, more cores, high speed, low speed, and really power efficiency, I think is really where it matters. Like even this old iPad, for most stuff is fast enough and yeah. it's really battery life is I think where it comes down to it. Right. Right. Um, exactly. This seems like low, core, low power cores are the big thing. And I'm sure they have those on the other ones too, but apparently it's a six core CPU in the A14 Bionic. I suppose. And I guess the other thing too, is with the new GPUs in there, you're going to get for all the AR stuff people are talking about that when you need that GPU stuff, you're going to get that. Yep. USB-C finally for the iPad air. Oh yeah. That's that. nice. That is a nice deal. Looks like the 
rear cameras better. Uh, there's a 4K uh, video. With Are you that guy that takes pictures with your iPad? No. I was for the very first time for ripple. about a week. <laughs> and you know what's funny? I took the pictures. I'm like, damn, these are horrible pictures. But this is an old iPad. Uh, no. I, I Actually, I use my iPhone for a lot of pictures, and I get really good results. Nice. I used to be that bring lenses with me nerd. Um, yeah. But I think maybe if you're using for, like, getting documents uh, scanned and things like that, um, looks like it's a little bit better from that perspective. I did comb through things, and I noticed that uh, it looks like compared to the Pro, the Pro has LiDAR. Uh, and oh, this okay, doesn't. Yeah. So for AR kit stuff or augmented reality for like true accurate measurement, I think that's where you'd go with the pro for that. It's an interesting choice of what they left out. Is that an expensive part? The LiDAR thing? Yeah. Maybe. I mean, it's basically like a Microsoft Connect. Remember those? Like built yeah. into the, uh, the... I guess that's what the... Um, well, if you had something more modern than that iPhone, but the, the new iPhones have a lot of that stuff with that. But they also are, you know, $1,000 phones. So Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the Pro gives you the better desktop size. So if you wanted a large, I, I found like with the Surface Pro, for example, in the Surface Book, a giant tablet is not that useful to me because you hold this giant slab and then I'm like, well, I, I really want this to fold out and I want a keyboard. <laughs> you right. know, like, give me the, like, I don't want to hold a really heavy thing to watch a movie. You know, it's just not. So in our separate conversation, we can talk about the Microsoft Duo and fold it in half and mm -hmm. it'll be nice on the folding iPad. Yeah, right. You could really use something like that. Yeah, so, so let's yeah. Go so that's hardware that we uh, know a little bit about and not that much. People are going to comment in about what we screwed up on the hardware, They'll but we could talk about the software, huh? Yeah, let's talk about the iPad OS fourteen and iOS fourteen. So you've just been spending a little bit of time with that, right? Yeah, I mean, so I think that one of the things that it's actually an iOS thirteen mostly, but iOS fourteen is with the um, Swift UI for building UIs. Mm. Um, that came out with iOS 13, but the biggest problem was if you used it, you couldn't be iOS 12 compatible. And when we're writing apps, we're really trying to support two versions back. So now mm. with iOS 14 coming out, improvements to Swift UI, we'll be able to build UIs with the newer technology and still support you know, iOS 13 and iOS 14. Um, so I think that that will be something we can do more, um, especially with more of these devices and more sizes, it's getting closer to Android. Whereas before, you know, we had just one, one perspective on, right. uh, on iOS. It was easy to do that. Now with uh, Swift UI, it lets us do a little bit more of that. So they have kind of the re, re layout, retargeted kind of graphics. Yeah. You're building thing. things with code rather than using that. Try not to swear interface builder. Uh, <laughs> thing that you're yeah. using and i could never get that thing to work and right click on the thing and um so anyway that's a welcome addition mm -hmm. in terms of the op operating system usability it seems like they've really gotten to the point where things that shouldn't interrupt you don't so for example i've been using this since august when the betas came out because i'm a glutton for punishment and whenever a call comes in it's just a little tiny notification at the top that you can flick away and deal with later. Um, it doesn't take over your screen. If you ask Siri for a question, a little tiny Siri icon shows up and it doesn't take over your screen. So there's just a lot of good, to me, good usability features in iOS 14. Uh, and on the iPad OS, we're talking about the, 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 you know, more ways of handling input from the pencil look really good too. I did find something a little weird to work with. So for example, like if you wanted to split a word you know, we're talking on the website, like, you know, you can go ahead and as you you're writing, yeah, you draw a line. It, it kind of sometimes works, but see, it depends on someone having like a credible ability to spell their own name and write without typing on a keyboard. And I guess I'm out for that. Right. 
Yeah. But, uh, you know, there, there just seems like it's all around usability enhancements. There's a whole bunch of hidden things. If you look at the uh, accessibility shortcuts, there's like a, a double back tap and a triple back tap on the phone. Have you heard of this? Mm-hmm. It's literally in there. So you can double back tap and there's a whole bunch of things you can do. Like you can you can have it like paste clipboard contents or you can have it, uh, you know, turn on or off Wi-Fi, weird stuff like that. So now there's another weird gesture I can use to do stuff. But nice. on the keyboard, there's a bunch of mappings now in iOS 14 that you can trigger and configure. So, you know, maybe if you're always in a particular application and it has certain shortcuts you can hit, now you could get some keyboard shortcuts for it, which would be good. Okay. You know? Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to the uh, the pencil integration like you were talking about. There's definitely the OS level stuff where some things work with, with the different apps. But yeah. uh, Pencil Kit was one of the things they called out in uh, iOS 14 where they have a whole API, I think. So you can build a lot more of this stuff in your apps. I haven't seen many apps using it yet, but haven't really looked that hard. So um, in your kind of innovation uh, world, right, where you're looking at the things that are coming out in the future and what we can take advantage of at our company, um, you know, we're seeing what the iPad is coming out with. Is anything else in terms of hardware like the Samsung tackles or whatever else, are they getting close to this kind of level of uh, integration and feature I don't, set? I don't think so. I mean, the only the only real hardware that caught my eye recently was that the Microsoft Duo, the foldable mm-hmm. phone tablet thing, which looked pretty cool. Um, I mean, we've done some projects using the uh, the Surface for business apps, you know, where Salesforces have them and rolling out apps. And that works really well, except for I think that many of the uh, sales reps would prefer an iPad instead. Uh, so it's an interesting uh yeah, interesting area there. Uh, the IT guys like the Microsoft and the uh, sales reps want iOS, but you know whatever. I'm trying to find someone actually branded. Now I can't find it. Someone actually branded their uh, Surface Duo with Windows 95 icons. <laughs> so it nice. had like all this stupid stuff. I'm like, are you going to Lycos on that? What's going on? <laughs> I thought that the, was pretty hilarious. The um, the other thing which I know that uh, iOS 14 was really pushing and hyping was to have widgets so you could make yes. your um, your mm-hmm. phone I guess it works on the iPad too more like uh, Android where you could you know just drop a widget in there and have your your home screen like you like it um, and I found that that works for varying levels of success uh, I think that the biggest problem now is that a lot of the apps I use don't have all of the widgets that I need yet right. yeah right right so hopefully you know as more apps get updated I can put more useful widgets on my home screen other than just uh you know, phone and weather and battery and crap like that. Right. Cause then, you know, the, there, there is some sort of like widget. There, widget there, there's a new, yeah, there's now it's, it's this new category of application. If you go search in applications, you're going to find a bunch of like quickly put together widget collections. I'm like, Oh no, here we go. <laughs> this is Android okay. all over again. Um, so, so you can actually get like third party widgets that you can install. I haven't played, I downloaded one, but I didn't play with it yet. And then a lot of a lot of apps are starting to release themselves with widget support. So it will take some time. I was never really a giant widget user on OS ten. I, I would put them together once in a while and go, that's cool. And then most of the day I would never even look at them. In fact, most days I would never look at them. But it's a neat idea. Um, the fact you can have them on the springboard itself is kind of nice. By the way, you can only have them on the springboard in landscape mode on the iPad. So okay. like if you're in landscape mode, you can kind of have a takeover the first third on the left. And there's a quick launcher, so that's kind of nice. You know, that's one of the things they did in iOS uh, 10. You can have a quick launcher of your most commonly used apps 
Then you can have an app gallery, which also collects your apps by category, and you can turn off all the other ones if you wanted to. So you kind of get this simple, clean uh, desktop interface, so to speak, for your springboard that doesn't look crazily cluttered, which is kind of okay. nice. They don't have the app gallery on the iPad OS, though. Um, they just have the widgets. So, you know, just nice little little things that they're doing. There's a lot of hidden secrets, uh, and little features in iOS 14 that seem to be around tweaking it a little bit more. So it seems like the yeah, engineers I mean are doing a little more. I think that's the big thing is always finding like when someone shows you like the, the, the trick, you know, like the, for editing text where you can like long press on the keyboard and drag around. Like before I knew that, it was like, you know, always hating editing text. And then someone shows you, it's like, oh, magic. And I'm sure there's tons <laughs> more things like that, which if, you know, you read the right thing, we could find it. But yeah. Oh, I found this thing. All right. Hold on. <laughs> this is great. Let me share my screen again because this is hilarious. Uh... I don't know if I'm sharing it. No, I'm not sharing it now. Here we go. This is worth the wait. There you go. You got your, uh, my phone is ridiculously aesthetic now. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that. <laughs> there you go. There's your fold out um, <laughs> phone. <laughs> We've got <laughs> icons for shortcuts is the registry icon. I particularly like that. Nice. And then the Windows 95 error. Do you wish to continue existing? Exit. So that's, if that's really true, that's hilarious. Really appreciate bad humor. Awesome. All right. Yeah. So uh, that's, I guess that's the major thing. There's beyond that, it's mostly consumer stuff on top of that. Like there's the all you can eat plan that they have. And, you know, I don't want to spend much time on that stuff. Right. They got a lot of services and things like that, which, you know, yeah. they're probably going to be Sherlocking some people with those. But um, yeah. as far as the development of apps, I think that the, you know, the, the new permissions are going to be one of the things that will be a little bit of a pain to get those mm -hmm. in there. Um, but as a user of these apps, I really appreciate those. So it's, you know, worth going through that pain to have better privacy and better control over what those apps are uh, accessing. And, you know, the, the ML kit and AR kit applications and things like that seem like they'll be maybe something that will come up that we get yeah, involved you know, in. I want to really like AR. Um, mm -hmm. I know they talk about a lot of it. I haven't seen any useful AR stuff in day-to-day. -day. I would love to. A lot to, of toys, uh, yeah. You know, there's a, the best thing, I think, is one of those where they show you hold up the uh, hold up the iPad and you look at, like, a you know, a, an instrument, a, a panel in a factory, and it kind of provides some help on, hey, this does this, and these do those other things, kind of like a training app. and. That'd be right. pretty cool. Better if you had some sort of like Apple glasses or something like that. Mm -hmm. Brain implant. I don't know. Um, Who said so you don't have a brain I think implant. that stuff has a lot of potential. <laughs> I want it right. to work, but no one's no one's paying for it today. So Right, right. Okay, cool. Well, that's it. I just wanted to kind of check in with you to see what was going on and get your opinion on some of this stuff. And, you know, anything you want to plug? Anything you're doing these days? No, no. Getting I'm it done? I'm down in the weeds on some projects right now, so nothing, gotcha. uh, nothing cool. too exciting to uh, talk about otherwise. All right, cool. Well, Don Coleman, thank you very much for joining me today on Tech Chat Tuesday. Thanks, Ken. All right, see you, man.